Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Bibles this morning, um, could you turn with me to the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, If not, it'll be on the screen shortly. And I'm reading from the New King James Version and um, reading from verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We declare in this house that your word is life. Your word is truth. Your word is complete. And Father, we just, we appropriate that word today. We take hold of that word today. And Father, I thank you that it's meat for those who need meat and milk for those who need milk. Lord God, I pray you make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. Lord God, to portray what you want each one to receive. Those here in the, in the body um, of Christ here in Murray Bridge and those online, Lord. Father, you know the need of every heart. You know the cry of every heart. And Father, I pray that as I speak this word today, you would take it and plant that word that is your word as seed in every heart to produce a crop, to bring fruit and to bring, Lord God, what you want to work through it. And I pray this and give you thanks and give you honour and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Who's had a good week? couple of hands there. <laughs> uh, it's been a good week um, for most of us. We've had all ups and downs but you know we're here today and today marks a new day a new beginning of um, what God wants to do in us today so we don't look to yesterday and we don't look to tomorrow we look to today and we look to God now for what he wants to put in our hearts so that we can be empowered to move forward in him. This morning I want to talk to us about um, God's been speaking to me about this about the fact that uh, I've called this message you qualify I looked through this scripture, these scriptures and I, I looked at all the reasons why we might think that we don't qualify to serve God, that we think that you know all our inadequacies and things may be disqualifications for serving God and yet what came through over and over again as I looked at this was the fact that you do qualify. And today I want to just bring out a few points about why you qualify and... Um, So bear with me as I muddle through this, okay? I think um, this morning I want to speak about our potential in God, our ability, our lack, our inability. And I think in all of it, we've got to have an understanding of the purpose of God in our lives, the reason that we were born, the things that he wants to do in us, the things that he wants to do through us. And that all despite our inadequacies, that all despite 
the fact that we may not have a huge education, we may not have um, a cultural background that understands the things of God, we may not have been born into a position where we feel like um, we've got anything to contribute to anyone ever. And yet that is a total lie from the pit of hell. That's what, the, as, as Nate said in his communion, that's what the enemy wants us to believe. But God wants us to know that the God potential in us is what we need to focus on. And not because of anything of us, but because all of him and what he wants to do. So I want to just unpack this a little bit this morning. I've only got three points and I promise to have you out of here on time, sort of. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's go with it. Okay. So, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with an excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Paul here is talking about the fact that it wasn't his excellence of speech, it wasn't his wisdom, it wasn't his ability to preach or to teach. It wasn't about him, but that the testimony of God was what it was all about. And I think in this we see that through Jesus, we qualify to speak about Jesus. When we come to Jesus, when we have that relationship with him, he qualifies us instantly because we're found in him. We are in him the righteousness of God. We are qualified to speak in his name because he's put his hand upon us. He's pulled us to himself. He's drawn us to himself and he's given us a life and he's given us a hope. And all of that, not because of what we can do or what we can't do, but all of that because of the precious blood of Jesus. All of that because Christ died for us to make the paid price of our sin just so over everything that no matter what we've done or what we'll ever do, when we come to Christ, we are qualified to speak in his name. Because as Paul said, it's the testimony of God. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. He isn't talking about... Um, he isn't talking about the fact that he was born a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was, um, he's not talking about the, the fact that he intensely persecuted the followers of Jesus. In Galatians 1, it says from verse 13, For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how I intensely persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism way up beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. And then it goes on and it talks in the book of Acts about Paul's conversion, exactly what happened on the road to Damascus. He, um, it talks about it in the book of Acts in three different parts of the text. He was, um, he was on his way to Jerusalem with a mandate by the high priest to, to sort out these believers of the way, the ones that were following Jesus. And all this happened post-Jesus, post-crucifixion. So Saul at that point, his name was. But when he was on the road to Damascus, he had a conversion experience and he fell off his horse and he was blinded and he looked up and he saw the risen Lord and... and he lost his sight at that point. But he said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And it was this time where he said, you know, the, the, the very thing that he was about to do, the very uh, act of religious worship that he knew that he was about what he felt was the father's business. And it was then that Jesus laid hold of him and said, Saul, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing this? 
And he lost his sight for three days. And he had to be led to the house of Cornelius. And amazing things happened from that point. And I don't want to major on that. But Jesus said to him, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So Saul about the business that he felt was right in God, which was wrong. He encountered Jesus. Jesus laid him in the ground. Sometimes that happens when we come to Jesus. We are are laid out. We are laid out. We become so impotent in the presence of God. Jesus spoke to him, why are you persecuting? Why? And in that moment, Saul had that revelation. Who are you, Lord, he said. And then Jesus said, go and wait and you'll be told what to do. He also, the things that he'd done, you think about it. Think about all that he had done as Saul. It was after this time. He went, he spent three, he, three days with um, Cornelius. And then the scales fell from his eyes. And he was given fresh sight. And he knew what he was called to do. So all of his training, all of his religious upbringing, all of his desire to serve God to the capacity that he was aware of came to nothing in the light of a a revelation of who Jesus was, that Jesus was the risen Lord. And that's the purpose of this scripture today. You think about all that Saul, that Paul had done when he was Saul. In the natural, that you would think that this would disqualify him from serving. But you know what? It only served to make him more committed, more impassioned, more bold and more selfless in the pursuit of what God was calling him to do. And after receiving Jesus... All he wanted to do was preach Christ and him crucified. Amazing. And for us, I think sometimes we may have had a past that has been full of lots of stuff that we might not be proud of. We might have made mistakes. Well, not might. We've all made mistakes. And sometimes I think we feel that that disqualifies us from serving God. It disqualifies us from, you know, standing up to speak for God. But it's the absolute opposite because you see from the life of Paul that what he was doing and how God got hold of him, how it turned him around to build that passion and desire and purpose to fulfil everything that God was calling him to do because he all of a sudden knew who Jesus was. He was no longer waiting for the Messiah to come. He received the Messiah. And so often we feel like we're not up to the job. We feel like we're disqualified. But you know what? When you receive Jesus, you are qualified. You're qualified to speak in his name because you're his. You're an heir to the kingdom. You are his child. You become born again. You can call God Father. The Jews call him Abba, Abba Father. Not Abba, the pop group. But what an incredible thing that is to be able to call our God, our Father, And know that we've been brought into that deep relationship with him. And to have a testimony to speak in the name of Jesus. But you know what I've discovered? You don't have a testimony unless there's been a test first. You don't have a testimony unless you've gone through stuff first. 
And when you've reached out to God and God's brought you through, God's equipped you in supernatural ways to do what only God can do because in your ability, it's absolutely nothing. You don't have the eloquence. You don't have the power in yourself. You don't have the capacity to do the things that God wants you to do. And yet when you're confronted with a test, when you're confronted with something in your life that is so powerful and so overwhelming when you look at it in the natural and you look to God and you say, God, I can't do this, but I know you can. It's exercising faith because you know Jesus, you know he has the power to break through, you know he has the power to bring you through. That's when you can say, that's my God. And he comes through for you. And that's when you have a testimony because you can look back and say, I was confronted with this. I couldn't do a thing. I looked to God. He showed me the way. He said, Jesus said to to Paul on the road to Damascus, go and wait till I tell you what to do. If we wait on God, wait for him to tell us what to do, show us what to do, he will always make a way for us. Always. I know because I live it and you live it too. I know that. You see, to fulfill the purpose you've been been born for, to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, To realise the plan in your life that he has for you and not be limited by restrictions that are not of God, by parameters and boundaries that have been placed around you that are not of God. It begins with a choice. To do that, it begins with a choice. And we can choose to do it our way or we can choose to do it God's way. We can choose to be self-dependent or we can choose to depend 100% on God. We can choose to look to the world or we can choose to look to God. And, and it all comes down to that. We get to choose. And that's what's so wonderful about God. He hasn't just put a switch in us to flick and say, right, now you will serve me. No. He gives us the right to choose. He gives us a mind. He gives us a spirit so that we can sense his presence, that we can know his presence, we can understand when he's speaking to us and we can walk in that obedience. So often, so often there is a breaking that comes before we get to that point. We can be utterly broken. And it's like the pot and the clay and Jeremiah talks about um, he is the potter, we are the pots. And he's made some for good purposes and some for other purposes But he's the one that's made us and he's the one that's moulding us and he's the one that's shaping us. And as our pots get broken, and I always like to think that, you know, we're like cracked pots, that's so the excellence of the power is all of him. We're earthen vessels that he shines through us so that when these cracked vessels get up to say something for Jesus or we're in the supermarket or we're in a workplace and someone says, I'm really struggling... When they look at you, the the light of Jesus and his word shines through you and comes through you so that they see that it's not us, but it's Christ in us. It's Christ in us that has the answer. And the word says that this 
all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And it's loving each other. It's loving the lost. It's loving this world we're in. It's being the solution that God's called us to be in this world, in this time, in this place. In Bridge City Church, we set vision a couple of weeks ago. What we're going to do this year, how we're going to move, how we're going to help our community, how we're going to lead our community into a place where where their inadequacies and insecurities and inabilities and disabilities can be transferred in the light of the love of God so as we bring those practical ways to them, we can love on people and we can say, we've been there, we know, and Jesus was the one that pulled us up out of that miry clay and gave us a life, gave us a future, gave us a hope, and we're not perfect. We're works in progress, but we are in progress. We're not camped. We're not dormant. We're moving forward in what God has for us. So we're qualified to speak Jesus when we're his. We qualify when we really know Jesus, not just know about him or know of him, but we really know him and have that relationship with him. Verse 2 says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Christ and him crucified. To make a show of no other knowledge than this. To preach nothing else. To discover nothing else. The knowledge of nothing else but Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. That he died for us. He paid the price for us. His blood's washed our sins away. We serve a God who is risen. We serve... Jesus, who is not still in the grave, he's the only God in this whole world, God's with small G's, Jesus with a big G, that has been raised from the dead. He is the only one who is resurrected from death to life and because he lives, we live. We preach Christ and him crucified, the power of the cross, the power of his resurrection, the power of the blood of Jesus. I'm getting passionate this morning because God is wanting to do something incredible in our lives and through our lives. And we are not disqualified. We qualify when we're in Jesus. We qualify when we know him and are being known by him. He knows us totally. But our relationship with him is growing day by day by day, line by line, precept by Preset through his word by the power of his spirit as he brings us that word. It's powerful, people. We can be excited about it. I'm excited. Do you know Sundays are the best day ever in the week for me? Sundays are the best day ever because we get to come, we get to worship, we get to be with like-minded people, we get to be sitting in God's presence, we hear his word. It's the best day ever but the purpose is that we are armed and dangerous ready to go out after Sunday service and to be used by him to hear what he wants us to do so that we can impact our world that we can do what he's calling us to do and that's powerful sometimes we feel we disqualify ourselves because we've been through so much We've been knocked around so much. We've had it tough. We've had it really rough. And I get that. But what about Paul? 2 Corinthians 11 verse 24. 
from the Jews. This is what he suffered. Five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times he was beaten by rods. Once he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentile, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils of false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness, often in hunger and in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, as if there's more. But what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Now, here's a man that could have hung up his boots and said, I've done it all, I've had enough, I'm worn out, I'm weary. But no. What came upon him daily, his deep concern for all the churches. Isn't that amazing? You see, it's being others-focused, not self-focused. It's being Christ-focused. It's being fixed and focused on the vision that God's given us to do. There's a personal vision, there's a corporate vision. But in a nutshell, let's go forth and make disciples. Being ministers of reconciliation, bringing the good news of Jesus to those who don't yet have him, to the not yet believers. Bringing that fresh revelation to those who've known Jesus and walked away. And we're qualified when we know him because we are known by him. Sometimes serving God isn't easy, but there's a purpose far beyond it, far beyond our human capacity. You see, there's eternal purposes. It's like building with, um, I think it talks in Corinthians about building with stones and rubble and hay and then with silver and gold because the, well, the rubble and the hay is going to get burnt up eventually. But that which we build on the revelation of God and Jesus, gold and silver, is what will last for eternity. You see, if Paul, who persecuted and hunted and condoned the death of Christians, can be forgiven and turn his life over to God, why would you think that you can't? Why would you think that you're not qualified to love Jesus, to be loved by him? With God, all things are possible. And why crucified? Why does he speak about being crucified? Preach Christ and him crucified. Because without the crucifixion, there'd be no resurrection. And the resurrection life is what Jesus has given to us now. That we don't have to go to a Christless eternity. We don't have to go to a grave where we will stay or go to hell God has given us that resurrection life because of the crucifixion. The raised Christ. Amazing. You see, our lives have got to be all about Jesus. We, we really need that revelation daily of just what he's done for us and the life that he has for us. How his sinless life, his perfect life, he laid down his deity and came as a babe in the manger to live that life for the sole purpose of dying for us. It 
still blows my mind. 27 years on from realising Jesus had come for me. It still blows my mind. And I only need to have a rough day or a bad day. And then God reminds me, I'm here. And it just brings everything back into the God perspective, not the self perspective. And the God purpose, not the self purpose. And we need to look in our world with that God perspective through the crucifixion of Christ and that resurrection life that he's given for all of us. You see, our purpose is to speak Jesus and his life for this whole world. It should motivate us. It shouldn't overwhelm us. Because we know, you know, God's mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness because he's great. And when you come to the end of a day and you feel like you can't, you really don't know how you're going to do it again, get up in the morning. He gives us sleep. He gives us rest. He gives us his word to study. He gives us that incredible relationship in prayer where we can just lay it all at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, I can't, but I know you can. I have faith. I believe. I have hope that you're going to break through in this situation. And then we sleep. Sometimes. (laughs) And you wake in the morning and those mercies are new and you have a fresh day, a fresh start, and we do one day at a time. This day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and give him praise and give him thanks. And that's how we start the day. We give him thanks because he's God. We don't give him thanks because of thanks will translate to him doing something for us. We give him thanks because we love him and because he's God and he's awesome. We qualify to serve Jesus in his power. He was also among them in weakness and fear and in much trembling and yet his speech and preaching were in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Your weakness, your fear, your trembling don't disqualify you from serving him. Your choices might. So I asked myself a rhetorical question this week. What's stopping me from going further? And maybe you like to ask yourselves that. What is holding you back? What is stopping you from going further? Is it that sense, that overwhelming sense of there's so much to do? Because we look around in our community and you see the need and you cry because you see the need and you see the broken hearts and you see the broken homes and you see the desperation. And our hearts need to break for those Those precious ones that God loves. But we can't be overwhelmed by it because what we need to do is be in the power of the Spirit each day as God says, I want you to do this or I want you to do that or this is how I want you to pray or this is how I want you to see this and takes you to Scripture and shows you the truth of a situation that you need to be aware of. 
It's in the power of his spirit. His spirit enables us. His spirit is within us. He gives us that capacity to understand the things in the natural, bring it through the cross, bring it into the spirit of God so that we see not what the natural is dictating and not what the natural is, is, is screaming, but what God can see through that, what God wants to do through that and God wants to do through you in that situation. It's powerful. You see, whatever comes against you, and it hits you. And it has the capacity to disable you sometimes. But when we bring it through to Jesus, when we bring it through to the cross and, and by his spirit, he begins to show us the truth behind what's happening. He will then give us a strategy and a plan to work our way through it. He will give us the keys one day at a time, one thing at a time, one step at a time. You see, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. And we may have all the book learning that we need, that we think to, to do our jobs, and there's nothing wrong with that. God's given us a mind. We need to use it, and we need to use it to the capacity that we're able. But it's not all. It's bringing it through the filter of the Word of God and in prayer, these things that are happening around us, saying, Lord, what is this? Lord, why is this happening? Lord, what do you want me to do about this? And in the power of his spirit, he will lay down that plan for you. One line at a time, one day at a time. So that you can move forward and bring that victory and bring God's peace into that situation and bring God's solution into that situation. You see, he's given us his Holy Spirit, his power. That's why we can read the word of God and something will jump out at us. And it's God by his spirit quickening something to us so that we say, ah, oh, that, that, I hadn't seen that before. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by by no one, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. See, that was the Spirit just led me to that passage of Scripture, which is not in my notes. And we need to know that. God will lead us where we need to be so he can show us what we need to do. And he will also show us how we need to react because we don't need to be reacting out of our carnal. We don't need to be reacting out of our own hurt or our own insecurities, but we need to be proactive in the things that God is showing us. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians 12.9. You see, it's not our strength, but it's his. And we're not disqualified because of our weakness or our inability. We are qualified when we come to Jesus. We are qualified to speak Jesus. We are qualified to know Jesus. We are qualified to move in the power of Jesus. Not our strength, but his and let me tell you something else. You might think some things about yourself. 
But you need to know what God says about you. You really do. We really do. And some days we need to be constantly reminded that you're fearfully and wondrously made. That you were created by him at the foundation of the world to do good works. That he's made you as more than a conqueror. He's made you to be salt and light in the world. In other words, to bring preservation and light into dark places in the world. He's created you to be the head and not the tail. He's called us to be free from condemnation because his great love for, her, for us has caused us to be forgiven. That's awesome. That is awesome. To know that you're an heir of God. And because when you accept Jesus as Lord, you become father's son or daughter. You're a child of the Most High God. You're accepted in the Beloved. You're not rejected. You're accepted. You're redeemed and you're forgiven and you're a receiver of that grace. And it goes on and on and on. If anyone's interested, I've put together a list of our position in Christ. And sometimes when you're having a rough day, just to read through it, the scripture and what it means, it can just lift you from the mundane to the supernatural. So see me after if you'd like that. But also as his child, we are qualified to receive his great and precious promises. His provision, his purpose in our lives. It's to bless us, yes. But more than all else, it's to enable us to be used by him to take his good news to the world. We're qualified to do that. And I better finish. 2 Corinthians 4, 5 to 10 says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. So we are earthen vessels. We are sometimes fragile, but God is not. And God wants to use us. God wants to heal us bring restoration and use us to bring life and restoration to a lost and dying world who need Jesus. They just don't know it yet. And I'm going to finish. We've got a lot to do. Don't be overwhelmed. Allow God to lead you in what you need to do one day at a time. Speak Christ and his power and let your testimony speak so loud. Sometimes you'll talk to people and they say, you don't know how I feel. Well, I might. Actually, <laughs> I've lived life too. And I've made mistakes too. But Christ Jesus, my Lord, died for me. He was crucified for me. His blood was shed for me that I might live Live in his resurrection power. 
for all my days. And so for me, I'm going to preach Christ and him crucified. Because we need, we need him. And it's time, church, to rise up in what God's called you to do. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that, Lord, we, we just know, Father God, it's not over till it's over. And Father, every day you give us an opportunity and a chance to recommit to you, to power up for you, to love you more, to be loved more by you, because the more we open our hearts to you, the more you pour your love into us. And Lord, you love us so much. Father, we love you today. But for those of us today who don't know you or who have walked away from you, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that each one would reach out to you, that they would cry out to the true God and say, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins, wash me, cleanse me, bring me to yourself, restore me, Lord God, to the plan and the purpose that you have for me, take my life. Make it count for something for you. I thank you that Jesus died for me, that no one else could pay the price, only Jesus. And I thank you that that's what you've done for me. And I receive Jesus as my saviour today. And Lord, I just want to live every day for you. Take my inability, my inadequacies, my frailties, my weakness, my trembling, And use it for your glory. Make my tests a testimony. That you would, Lord God, flow through me and use me to build your kingdom. And God, I thank you that your love for every one of us is so great. That you have qualified us because you've called us. We are not disqualified. But if we've done the wrong thing, Lord, your word says... You are faithful and just to forgive us our sins as we confess them to you and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we thank you, Father, for forgiveness that's ours in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now for a a fresh infilling of your spirit for everyone, that we would walk in your power, that we would walk in your love, that we would, Lord God, lift our eyes to heaven for every circumstance that comes against us for the plan that you want to speak into our lives to bring us, Lord, the God solution in those ways that only you can, Lord God. And we thank you that nothing is impossible for you. We commit ourselves into your hands in the precious and the most holy and the matchless name of Jesus. And we thank you for your word today, Lord God. Lord, let us walk from this place today armed with what you want us to do, with what you want us to say. But more than all else, loving you more. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.